Hey, this is Bailey, and welcome to the Divine Knowing Podcast. Thank you so much for listening in. This podcast, this initial one, is just to give you a taste of what's to come and what you can expect in future. I really have a passion for the Word of God, and I also don't want to say anything that the Lord isn't saying. So to me, really diving into Scripture is an important foundation for this podcast, and I want everything that that I share and I say to be rooted in the Word of God. And in fact, while you're listening, I would really encourage you to have your Bible with you if you can. If you can't, it's okay. But definitely check things out in the Bible for yourself, because my whole desire out of doing this is to stir up hunger in people to find God for themselves, and that comes through reading the Bible for yourself. And I really adore that God didn't withhold who he was from us. He's so open and wants to be known. And I love that we get to have his heart in print. Every time I read it, it is an interaction with the person of Jesus. And it doesn't have, it does not always like that. And there have been times in my life where because my heart wasn't postured correctly, I just saw it as a book or I just saw it as words. But the truth is that if you come to the Word of God with a desire to know what He's like, to encounter Him relationally, you will. I would also like to share some practical things that I've learned. And I wrote a book called The Divine Knowing. And the book is all about from my experience, what it means to grow in the knowledge of God. To me, the knowledge of God isn't just head knowledge. It's not just facts about who God is. It's actually a knowing that comes through relationship, through intimacy, through experience of who Jesus is. And I'm very passionate about helping people step into that place of knowing. Once you know him, once you begin to get a taste of who he is and what he's like and you experience his nature for yourself, he is so wonderful. He is so addicting that you just get swept up in it. My book, The Divine Knowing, came out of encounters I had with God or things that he was teaching me and showing me. So there's a lot of backstory to it that I think would help shine light or give a new perspective on some of the topics that I don't go into in depth. So I would like to touch on things from my book, but in a way that's more practical. And I'm super excited about this. I want to bring on friends and mentors that I've, that I have and have had. And these people have such rich, beautiful relationships with Jesus. And so I would love to just sit down and ask them questions about what walking with the Lord in their life looks like. And I think there will be a lot of gold that comes out of those times. So you can expect that in future podcasts. Also, like I said, my whole heart behind this is just to make you aware of God's invitation to know him, make you aware of what's available because there is so much available. God is so present. In fact, he's, he's here right now. <laughs> Wherever you are, whether you're listening in your house or maybe you're in your car or on a walk, I don't know where you are and I don't know what you're doing, but just know that God is with you. And if you're born again, the Spirit of the Lord literally lives within you. The Holy Spirit lives 
inside of you. You are his temple. You are his home, which is absolutely mind-blowing if you think about it. There's no separation between you and God. He is so, so near, and he's so present. And not only is he present, not only is he close, he wants to be close to you. He's not there begrudgingly. He's not there out of obligation. He's not annoyed or displeased. He is passionately in love with you. His focus, his gaze is on you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And somehow he can have that intentional of a focus, that passionate of a love for each and every person on this planet as if they were the only person on the planet. Our destiny is love. Our destiny is to know love. Our destiny is to be with the person of love until we become more and more like him and we actually know how to love other people well. So there is something that I did want to touch on that I think is pretty foundational. We can only give to God what we've received from him. And in fact, apart from him, we can't do anything. He is the source. He is the one that holds the universe together. He is the origin of true love. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the source of joy and of righteousness and of holiness. And in that, even our desire to love him, our desire to seek him, to find him, he is the initiator of that. He is the one that pulls us in and there's nothing that originates in us. In some ways, that's a humbling thing, but to me, that's so freeing because it gets rid of a lot of striving. And by striving, I mean this lie that can come in that we have to work to earn God's approval, that we are able to give him something apart from him, which is totally not true. And it it puts us in this cycle of never measuring up because when we focus on ourselves and what we can bring to the equation in our relationship with God, we're always going to see a level of lack. We're always going to see where we don't measure up because obviously the Lord is perfect. God is so perfect and we are imperfect beings. But when we are in Christ, when we are born again, we are completely new creations and we are given the mind of Christ we are given his spirit so we are given what we need to succeed but we have to be aware that we are not the source of that that he is the source and he is a good father who loves to give and we are children so we have to keep things in that order so if we know that god is father and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and he loves to give good gifts we have to come in a posture of receiving knowing that Everything that I want to give to God, I need to receive it first. For instance, if you came in to this podcast and there's something in your heart that says, man, I know I should love God more than I do. Um, Because I've been there. There have been so many years where I've been so in my mind, so introspective, out of a genuine heart to love God more and to do more for Him. But I was just trapped in this tension of, man, I feel like I'm never doing enough. I'm I'm not loving God enough. It really helped me to realize that 
if God is the source, that I first have to receive from him what I am going to give back to him. And it says in 1 John that this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and gave himself, gave his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And that has to be the foundation for everything. You wake up in the morning and you know, I am so loved. I am so loved. Thank you, God, that I am loved. And I get to receive your love. I get to trust you and believe you when you say that I am loved. And then I get to give that love back to you. It's just this wonderful cycle, this wonderful, beautiful river of love that we get to be swept up in. So I hope that takes some of the pressure off to know that we have to come in as a child and know I can only give to the Lord what I first receive. And what he has to give you is insane. He gives you love. He gives you peace. He gives you himself. And like I touched on before, he is so eager to give himself to you. It is his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. And the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. He's not hiding from you. I want to encourage some of you in that. He may not come in the way that you think. He may not uh, speak to you in the way that you're expecting. But just know he's not hiding from you. As much as you want to find him, he wants you to find him. And I, I want to read a verse to you that really impacted me in my second year of ministry school. This is Isaiah 45, 19 from the New Living Translation. And this is God speaking and he says, I publicly proclaim bold promises. I do not whisper obscurities in some dark corner. I would not have told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. Because the Lord does not change, even though he's speaking to Israel in this, in this context, when I heard it, I knew he was speaking to me as well. And he was saying, my daughter, I would not be pulling on your heart. I would not be inviting you to seek me if I couldn't be found. It's not a wild goose chase. You're not on a fool's errand. If you want to find Jesus, you will find him. I'll read you one more verse. I, I love the Bible. So just be ready if you're listening to this to be bombarded with scripture. I hope that'll be a good thing for you because I'm, I'm enjoying it very much. So this is Luke 11, and starting in verse 9, this is Jesus speaking. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? He's saying, I will give myself to anyone who asks of me. I will give my spirit I will reveal my heart. I will I will show you my mind. I'll show you who I am. I'll confide my secrets to you. There's places in 
the Psalms and I think the Proverbs as well, where it talks about that the Lord confides in those who fear him. Like, what is that? How, how in the world can the God of the universe share his secrets with us? That absolutely blows my mind. So just know if you want more of God, you will find him. <laughs> and when you do find him, your whole life is going to change and you will never be the same in the best way. What else is there to seek? He is the, the great treasure. He's the, he's the pearl of great price, just as he sees us as his pearl of great price. He gave absolutely everything to have us when he died on the cross. So who else is worthy to give our lives to, to give our time to, to give our attention and affection to? There's no one, no one else that worthy. There's no one else that, that is that kind, that merciful, that a perfect God who lacks nothing wants to be in relationship with imperfect beings and to make us more and more like him in his nature and to allow us to be his light in the world for other people. He is so open for you to find him and he's eagerly waiting for you to seek him out. He is actively seeking you He's passionately seeking you. It's very simple to start the snowball effect of seeking him for yourself. And I wanted to give just a few practical ways to to do that. Some things that I found helpful. Number one, like I said, just spend time in the word. It doesn't have to be a lot. Like if it's not something that's part of your normal routine, I just encourage you to start small if you need to. Start with 10 minutes, start in the book of John or in the Psalms and the Proverbs. Come in expectant that he's going to show you something. Come in expectant that he's going to speak to you. Even if that means maybe you just sit quietly for a few moments and listen and see what he has to say, either before or after you start reading. I encourage you throughout your day just to let your mind wander to God in the sense of just think about him every now and then and talk to him, say, God, I love you. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you're near. Thank you that you're so good. Spend some moments in thankfulness. Tell him what you're thankful for. And worship is a big thing. Uh, Worship has really transformed my life. So just take some time throughout the week just to put on some worship music and Turn your heart and your mind to him in worship and sing to him. He loves when you sing to him. The more you you do that and the more it just becomes part of your routine and the more you're aware that he's with you, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very easy just to be swept up into this this love story that he's writing over you. He's so amazing and he's once you know who he is, it's very addicting. So just just a warning, you're going to become very, very obsessed with Jesus, and rightly so. We were created to be obsessed with God. I don't know if anyone is listening here who maybe isn't in relationship with Jesus, or perhaps maybe you grew up in church, maybe you had relationship with him at one time, but you've drifted away. I just want to encourage you that Jesus is waiting with open arms, and he loves you so, so much. 
he died on a cross so that you can come into right relationship with him. The Bible says that the veil was torn from top to bottom when Jesus died, meaning that any separation between God and man was eradicated for those who accept Jesus as their Lord and as their Savior and as their God. And the word says that when you accept Jesus into your heart, his blood washes you clean because he was the atoning sacrifice for our sin. He took our punishment. So he does not hold any of your sins against you. The word says it's a great mystery that when he was buried, you were buried. And when he rose from the grave, you also rose with him. So when Jesus died on the cross, went down to hell, took back the keys of authority and really defeated the plan of the enemy. When he rose from the grave on the third day, in some ways he was rising as us and showing there is new resurrection life available. So whenever you accept Jesus into your heart, whenever you make him Lord of your life, you become a completely new creation. You are spotless and blameless in the sight of God. And that is available to absolutely everyone. To everyone listening, Jesus died for you. He made a way for you to know him. And the way is open. And I encourage you to seek him and find him while he can be found. To come to him. It can even look like this. Even as you're you're sitting here listening, just talking to the Lord and saying, Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I know that I have... I've fallen short of your glory, but I want to know you. I want to come into relationship with you. I'm sorry for my sin, and I receive the righteousness that you paid for. I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to to come live within me and ask the Holy Spirit to come live inside of you, because he will, and he'll make you completely clean. He'll wash away your shame. He'll make you completely whole and completely new. He'll give you peace that surpasses all understanding. You were created to know this God, this amazing Father. And if you're someone, like I mentioned before, that maybe you were in relationship once, but not anymore, just know that the Father is the one, like in the story of the prodigal son, that runs to meet the child that strayed. It is not hard to come back into relationship with him. The enemy might make you feel shame or make you feel like, oh, I have to get my life together before I can go back to God. No, you just have to go back to him. And he's the one that will make you clean. He's the one that will heal you. But what he wants most is your heart. He doesn't want your perfection because none of us can be perfect on our own. He is our righteousness and he will make us whole. He just wants you to find him again. He will meet you where you're at. And he is so merciful and he is so kind. So I just encourage you to to go back to that that place of first love, go back to that place in your heart where you you first encountered Jesus and you knew him for yourself. It's not difficult. It doesn't have to be to go back to that place. So I just bless you in that. So thank you all so much for listening, for joining me in this adventure of pursuing the heart of God and exploring what he's like. I'm so excited. I do not take it lightly that you are listening and joining in with me. So I would love to just pray and bless you. Jesus, thank you so much for your presence. I pray Ephesians 1.17 over us, that you would give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we may know you better. 
I pray that for each and every person listening, that they would receive a spirit of wisdom and revelation, that they would know you. God, I pray right now that anyone who's feeling a heaviness upon them, that's maybe going through a lot of circumstances, that is having anxiety or just lacking peace. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would come and impart peace to them. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the Prince of Peace. I pray that your peace would rest upon minds and hearts. I thank you that your joy is going to well up within people this week. God, I pray that you would give us a hunger for your word, that we would feel the pull to be with you, that we'd feel the pull to read the Bible, that we would feel the pull to maybe set aside things that aren't necessarily bad within themselves, but we would just take more intentional time to spend with you, to spend time in prayer, to spend time in worship. I bless everyone listening. I pray that you would encounter them with your love and your presence this week, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate it.